Hi guys, welcome back to episode 29 of Melon Girl Pound Podcast. I took a day off just for a break from everything, so that's why I didn't upload a podcast last Friday. But on episode 29, this will be the second to last episode before I end season 2 and then take a break for season 3 before I continue it. Um, Thank you everyone for tuning in to listening to my podcast all the way through from season 1. I can't believe season 2 is about to come to a close it feels surreal that I made so many podcasts till then. And along with hopefully some new ideas and topics for season three. But on today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about what are the protocols and procedures of going back to school for the middle school and elementary school during COVID 19. I know a lot of questions, a lot of parents have a lot of questions considering how they're going to go back to school safely during COVID 19. And there are three groups right now that I've seen for Gaston County School, especially for elementary and high school. There are going to be three groups. So the group, they're going to go to school Monday and Tuesday. They're going to stay home Wednesday and do virtual learning Thursday and Friday. And then group B will do virtual for two days. For Monday and Tuesday, they'll stay home Wednesday and they'll go to school Thursday and Friday. And then group C is completely virtual. But, you know, another question on everyone's mind, how are the students going to stay safe during uh, COVID-19, you know? So some of the guidelines are cleaning and disinfecting, high touch services, washing your hands, having desks three to six feet apart, fewer students and staff in the classroom, and teachers move classroom kind of like from like the Japanese to Asian culture where instead of the students moving to a different room, they stay in their same room, have lunch in the room, and the teacher just moves to a different room instead, and then you know have a lunch at the table using outdoor space when possible and masks for all the adults and older students and flexibility to go virtual if the virus completely surges again and also with the thing about physical distancing the goal should be to stay at least six feet apart to help prevent the spread of the virus that causes COVID-19 however spacing does at least three feet apart and one close contact may have similar benefits for students especially if students wear clothes cloth face mask covering and do not have the symptoms of the virus. Teachers and staffs are likely more at risk of getting COVID-19 from other adults and children at school should stay the full six feet apart from each other and students when possible. Teachers and staff should also wear cloth face covering and limit in-person meetings with other adults. When possible, outdoor spaces can be used for instructions and meals. Students should have also extra spaces spread out during activities like singing and exercising. When it comes to the cloth face mask and hand washing frequent hand washing with soap and water is important for everyone in addition all students should wear clothed face covering preschool and mentor students can benefit from wearing masks if they do not touch their mouth or nose a lot secondary students should wear cloth face masks especially when they are when they can't stay a safe distance apart and then classroom changes will help limit classroom student interaction outside the classroom in schools have the teachers move between classrooms rather than having students fill the hallways during passing periods. Allow students to eat their lunch at the desk or in small group outdoors instead of in a crowded lunchroom. Leave classroom doors open to help reduce high touch surfaces such as doorknobs. And then temperature checking and testing for COVID-19. All students is not possible for most schools. Students taking temperature at school may not always be feasible attempt. Schools should stop that way to identify students with fevers or other symptoms so they can Frequently remind students, staff, and teachers to stay home if they have a fever of 104 degrees or higher or any signs of illness. And when it comes to cleaning, following the, the CDC guidelines on proper disinfecting and sanitation classrooms and common areas. 
buses, hallways, and playgrounds. Since these are often crowded places, schools can either give bus riders assigned seats and require them to wear a closed face mask while on the bus, encouraging students who have the other way to get to school to use these, those options. As schools mark hallways and stairs with one-way arrows on the floor to cut down on, crowded, on crowds in the hallway. Outdoor activities are encouraged to students so they should be allowed to use the playground in small groups. Other considerations, in addition to having plans to keep the students safe, there are other factors that schools communities need to obviously address. Pressure to catch up. Students may not have a gain as much from distant learning. Some students may not have access to computer and internet. Schools may be prepared to adjust curriculum and not expect to make up all the lost progress. It's important to balance core subjects with physical education and others' learning experience. Students with disabilities. The impact of schools being closed may have been greater for students with disabilities. They may have a difficult time transitioning back to school after missing out on instruction time, as well as school-based services such as occupational, physical, and speech-language therapy, and mental health support counseling. Schools should have reviewed the needs of each student with the individual education program before they return to school and provide services even if they are done virtually and immunizations. It is important that students are returned to school that they are up to date on the immunizations. It would be crucial that students shall get their flu shot this year to reduce the spread of influenza this fall and winter exams. Your child participating in any extracurricular activity like sports or band, talk with their practitioner to see if they need to participate in physical exams, and those are very important. Along with behavioral health and emotional support, your child should school should anticipate and be prepared to address a wide range of emotional health needs of students and staff. Schools should provide mental health support to any student struggling with stress from the pandemic and recognize students who show signs of anxiety or distress. Schools can also help students with social, with suicidal thoughts or behaviors get support needed. Students at higher risk. While COVID nineteen schools poverty can reduce risk, they will not prevent it entirely. Even safety tips in place, some students with high-risk mental con- medical conditions may need to continue distant learning or other accommodation. Talking with your school staff and patrician, including school nurses, determine your child can safely return to school. And remembering, returning to school due to COVID-19, pandemic may not seem like normal, at least for a while, but having safety plans and making sure schools, re- schools have the resources needed to follow them can protect students, staff, teachers, and families. And those are my uh, thoughts on, you know, how you can be safe during, like, the pandemic, you know, and being safe to keep your, to keep you and your students safe, you know, during the pandemic. I know everything is, like, up in the air right now as it comes to COVID-19, but if we follow these steps, we can make sure we can, like, flatten the curve as much as we can as long as we follow these specific guidelines and, you know, and following the steps to make sure everyone including the staffs, whether it be from elementary to college, to keep everyone safe and healthy during this time. Thank you for tuning in to episode 29 of this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Hope some of my tips on how the schools were proceeding forward during the COVID-19 when schools started back up. Hopefully that gives some parents and children, including will cause students some peace of mind or clarity of what this is what the situation is going to look like during this academic school year. Hope you have a nice day and a blessed day, and I'll see you next Friday for the last episode of Melon Girl Problem Podcast. And until then, take care and have a blessed day, and be kind to each other.